So I am, I am talking about worship this morning, even though everyone's pretty well talked about what I talked about, what well, I was going to talk about. Thanks, Lucas. Um, no. And you weren't in here last week, right? Yeah, that blind Bartimaeus would make a great sermon. <laughs> I preached on it last week. <laughs> uh, someone's here in the Lord. Um, yeah. So here's what I here's what I feel today. Let me let me say a couple things. Um, if you know me, so my personality type. For those of you that don't know, I'm, if you've ever done the Enneagram thing, anybody done the Enneagram, which is just a lot of fun. I am a three, all day long with with a wing, which is an achiever with a wing of a two, which means I want to help people. Um, and so for me, when I when the Lord tells me, John, don't prepare too much. My three gets really awkward. And this morning, the Lord was like, John, I'm going to lead people into an encounter with me in worship. And um, don't over-prepare. And uh, it was funny because being the obedient son, I, I was not. I set my alarm for 4 a.m. I'm like, well, I'm going to still get up early and pray. And I feel like the Lord literally put me to sleep through all my alarms. I didn't wake up until, like, my third alarm went off. I'm like, oh, well, I don't have a lot of time now. And so, um, but something interesting has happened. Um, first of all, I, I think it's okay to share this. So my dad texted me yesterday, and it was a neat day, um, because I heard this song that I'm actually going to play at the end of the service this morning. And I just felt like I was supposed to send it to him. And so I sent it. My parents are in Florida right now. And uh, I sent this song to my dad, and he wrote me back, and he said, thank you so much. I've been listening to worship all day. And he just, he didn't tell me details. He said, I had a really disturbing dream last night, and I really had a hard time shaking it off. My dad, you know, has been in ministry for a very long time. And um, he said, I just got up, and he said, it was interesting because I clicked on one link that said it was one song, but when the link came up on YouTube, it was another song that I've never heard before. He said it was such a God moment. He said, because I've never heard the song, never heard the band, and the song popped up when I actually chose another song. And he said, I felt like the Lord was just literally putting this song on for me. And he said, I've just been listening to worship all morning. Um, last night, I had a disturbing dream. I, I don't have a lot of bad dreams. And this was just a bad dream. It wasn't a, a warfare dream. It was just a, it was a bad dream. And uh, when I woke up from it, I felt like the Lord just get up and put on worship. And I, I texted my mom. So my dad is retired. He is preaching today. Um, and I texted her in worship. I said, what are you preaching on? Just curious. And uh, it goes hand in hand with what I'm preaching on. And I told him, I said, Dad, you, you've stepped back, into the, you stepped back into the front lines. You're preaching and you're ministering. And so, but how many of you know um, so much can happen when you worship the Lord? I don't really think we fully understand it. I don't think we could ever fu fully understand it. But I want to, this morning, take a different approach. The word that has come forward person after person after person this morning has been either the Lord wants to touch people, he wants to reignite people, he wants to, I, I, people keep coming up to me and telling me the same word but with different language. And there is an invitation to encounter the Lord in this room. And... We're going to just, the message this morning is going to be whatever comes out in the next 45 minutes to so. That is the message. It may just be worship. 
I have some things that I feel like the Lord wants me to share, and I'll throw them in there. But I've asked Micah. I said, Micah, and I'm going to pray over Micah. Micah is going to just lead us in some worship. Micah, I believe you are a psalmist. Um, We went out to dinner recently, and I was thinking about you just, you said one thing to me. Like, I keep trying to write songs, and it just keeps coming out like, I'm blah, blah, blah. And as soon as you said that, I'm like, wow, that sounds like how David wrote psalms. He didn't know he was writing a book of the Bible. He was just writing his day. And I feel like there is a breakthrough for you in this morning that the Lord is telling you to keep writing even the blah, 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 even when you're angry, even if you're angry at God, write it. But he has the Selah moment, and he has the end coming. And I feel for you this morning, as you minister, there is a, you have a unique anointing that's a psalmist anointing, just how when David ministered over Saul, demonic spirits flee. There's a different types of anointing for worship leaders. Some have a real corporate worship leader anointing. Some of them have a real intercession harp and bowl. You know, some of them have a real, um, you know, a psalmist grace like you do. And with that, people get set free in it. And so we're going to step into some worship this morning. Here's the deal. I pray you get uncomfortable. I really do. Some of you are already uncomfortable. You were uncomfortable when worship was going as long as it was. I looked around. I'm like, are we going to sing this one more time? And I was like, perfect. Perfect. Um, the Lord, you, you're, <laughs> I, I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> I pray you get uncomfortable. Because I believe that God is going to awaken things this morning. I believe he's going to touch people's hearts. And I believe there's a checkup. I was walking down the hallway, and um, I was just putting on my microphone. I stepped out. And the Lord said, John, this morning, how did he word it to me? It was so simple. Basically, um, the Lord was just, Jeremy was saying, this morning is a checkup. And a lot of people are going to find out they're not as healthy as they think they are. And he's going to be, he's the great physician. He will show you what you need to do. Our job this morning is to facilitate an atmosphere of worship. Worship is when we give value to something. Worship is something that is not a, it is not a warm-up for a sermon. I, I get so irritated when people treat it as like, we're going to warm up for the pastor. If you skip anything, skip the sermon. Come worship Jesus. The sermon's for you. The worship's for him. And the, 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 what we do in here on a Sunday and these gatherings, these worship times is so important. If you don't know this, if you're new to the house or maybe you've been here for a while, but this house is, is it's always been a house of worship. Um, I love to worship the Lord. I'm going to get real emotional today. I've just, I've felt such a nearness of the Lord these past two weeks. Every time I walk around my property, I just, I feel the Lord right there. And there's going to be such healing. I feel so, I was looking around, I was getting to, my, my feeler gift was overwhelming me this morning because I felt so much pain in the room. And I felt so much emptiness in the room. And I felt so much just uh, giving up in the room. And people saying, I'm going to try one more time. And the great thing is it only takes one touch from God to change you for your whole life. But everybody, the issue is not, uh, you can't say I'm not a worshiper like so-and-so. You, you, you all, you were literally designed to worship. You worship. Just what do you worship? 
you do worship. You may not turn it on and you may not understand how to fully connect with the Lord yet, but you do worship. You can't not worship. You can't. It is impossible to not worship because you were designed to worship. Because you were designed that you would find yourself in worship. But the question is, what do you worship? And so I want to break that lie off of some people. Like, I'm just not a worshiper like, like, like Tiffany, you know. It's like, no, you are. You just are using it somewhere else. Everyone is a worshiper. Everyone expresses it differently. And I'm going to share a few things in a few minutes with you about biblically. There is response. There is, there is physical response required in worship. I, I know that we can be like, you just come in and just be with the Lord. But don't confuse salvation and acceptance with worship. Salvation and acceptance, listen, when, when you give your life to the Lord, you are a son of God. You don't have to do another thing the rest of your life. You're going to heaven. You're accepted. You are loved. It can be a really boring, dull life until you die. But you are accepted and you are loved. But don't, ex- don't confuse that with how worship happens. Because there's more to worship than that. And we get those confused often because we say, I, just, I don't need to do anything. You're right, you don't need to do anything. That's why it's called a sacrifice of praise and a sacrifice of worship. And I'm going to... Here in a moment, we're going to kind of walk through some stuff. But before we get there, we're going to just worship. And I've, I've asked Micah to just get a couple songs ready. I, the first one has been on my heart for weeks now. And so I think everybody will know it. But Micah, let's just, let's worship. You could sit, you could stand, you can lay. If you want to have an encounter with the Lord, you can come. You can go in the Tristram's Tree Forest if you would like. Um, <laughs> just, just go. Just go soak. Actually, don't do that because I can just see him going, do, 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 do. But whatever, I, I want you to get into the place this morning. Maybe start with that. Lord, we, uh, just ask the Lord, Lord, where do I connect with you? Even right now, Father, just you can ask him, just Lord, show me. Maybe you struggle to connect with the Lord. Lord, show me how to connect with you. Some of you may be laying, it may be laying your head under a seat. It sounds weird, but I do it all the time. I know what's written on the bottom of your chairs. Because I love to put my head under a seat and just like close out the world and love the Lord. I've laid on the floors and I've stared at these ceiling tiles and just had encounters with the Lord. This is you and Jesus. Let's worship. And here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my call, you're altogether lovely, altogether worthy, altogether wonderful to me. And here I am. Altogether lovely, altogether worthy. 
is a lamb. Take your jar of emptiness. Those of you that feel empty, I just see as the widow was to put the jars out and as the prophet instructed and the Lord said, I'll fill every empty jar with oil. Place your jar, place your emptiness, place it before the Lord right now and just let him fill you. Let him fill you. Let him fill you. Let him fill you. Some of you are dry. Some of you have went on for a while. Some of you, your commitment has been great, but your, your passion has been lacking. And you can't force passion. Passion comes from an encounter with the one you love. So in Jesus' name, let your love encounters happen all throughout this room right now. Some of you need to be drawn back to your first moment that you encountered a good God. Life, work, kids have sucked it out of you. Now is your moment. Now is your moment. Love on Jesus. Love on Jesus. Love on Jesus. He's filling. He's healing. I feel healing in the room right now. We're not even pursuing healing, but he's healing. He's healing people right now. Yeah, just sing his name, Micah. Sing his name. Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I speak to the demonic torment that some of you are dealing with. Oh, as we sing the name of Jesus, it must go. It must go. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Worthy is your name, Jesus. 
for worshipers. I don't know anywhere else where he said, I'm looking for preachers, I'm looking for pastors, or I'm looking for teachers. I don't know anywhere he said that, but I know he said, I'm looking for worshipers. And it was David, it was David who said that, that God, he is enthroned in the praises of his people. Understand that as we praise Him, what does it matter what you came with? It doesn't matter what you're carrying. There is one thing that I can assure you that when God's kids praise, His throne sets up right there. Right there. He's enthroned in the praises of His people. It's important. He didn't just say, I'm enthroned in praise, He didn't just say, I'm enthroned in worship. He's enthroned in the praises of his kids. What's that mean? It means that when we sing together and we lift our voice, he dwells there. He dwells there. He dwells there. He dwells there.
Don't let the smoke depart. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's worthy of your name. Don't let this moment pass. Don't let this moment pass. He is worthy of your praise. Jesus. In this season, we've come into this place where we read this scripture often, and it says, Behold, and the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with when Jesus first came, he stepped into an orphan planet. But now, we're sons and daughters. Some of you, I felt this in worship today also, some of you need to restore your relationship with the Lord. Just as in a natural relationship, you can, it's, it's not that he's walked away from you, but there can be a breaking in relationship by choices that we make. His love is always turned on towards you. His affection is always turned on towards you, but it affects you when there's a breaking of the relationship, not him. And some of you, there's been a breaking of the relationship and I felt God say, just, just come back. Just step back before me and just, Take my love. Let me restore it. See, that's the beauty of God is saying, let me restore this. Some of you right now, you need to just come back into relationship with the Lord. I'm going to start there. There's, and I'm going to have a moment of just, uh, just a moment of, if you want to accept that, if there's anyone in the room, you say, I just need to, I need to give... I need to give my life back to be in relationship with the Lord again. I've walked away from that, and I'm coming back to that. If that's you, just raise your hand right now. Raise your hand right now. This is, this is a rededication to the Lord. Raise your hand right now. There, there. Look around. If someone's raising their hand, they're just going to agree with you. Somebody here, somebody there. Um, specifically, of just a, a moment of rededication, of just reconnecting with the Lord reconnecting with the Lord. Micah just keeps singing over them. In Jesus' name, I want to yeah, make sure there's people over here. Worthy is your name. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. You deserve praise. Worthy is your name. Worthy is your name. Jesus, Jesus. You deserve praise. Worthy is your name, oh, worthy is your name, Jesus, you deserve the praise, worthy is your name, worthy is your name, Jesus, you deserve the praise, See, there's a few things that are happening right now. There's, 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 there's a few things that happen in worship. One of the things that we experience is in the atmosphere of worship, we experience the word becoming life. It's an experience of the word manifesting in life. 
Nothing is safe. No dead thing can stay dead around Jesus. And when we worship him, the word of God, it, 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 it breathes its life. It says that he was, the word was with God and the word was God. And as you worship the Lord, the word of God, that life gets on you. And it brings life. That's what's happening right now in the room with some of you that have responded. He's bringing life. He's bringing life. He's bringing life. So in Jesus' name, I declare, if there's any area that appears dead, <laughs> any area that appears dead, I say appears dead for a reason. <laughs> Just as when Jesus showed up to Lazarus and said, it might appear that he's dead, he's sleeping. Because Jesus knows that nothing is truly dead in his presence. I speak to hearts, emotions, callings, areas that have felt dead. And as we worship the Lord, I ask the Lord to bring life to them. As you worship the Lord, I just see as you exhale, I see an inhaling of life. As you exhale worship, you inhale life. As you exhale worship, you inhale life. It's, it's, it's the cycle of worship with Jesus. You can't give more than you can receive. We love you, Jesus. Life happens, but, but healing also happens. Healing happens in, in the moment of worship. I ask that the healing power of the Lord would just flow through this room. It's really not the greatest title for it because one, I don't think it's his prayer. I think it's ours. And two, I don't think it's all a prayer. I think there's other elements than prayer. But in the Lord's prayer, he says, our Father who's in heaven, hallowed be your name. I want you to notice right there that the Lord's prayer begins with, first of all, relationship connection to a father, not our God, not our Messiah, but our father. But then I want you to notice, hallowed be your name. It's worship. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Holy is your name. Our father, dad, holy are you. Are you there is a there is a invitation to the Lord and saying holy are you holy are you and then it moves on to what we're familiar with from that place of worship we step into the declaration of your kingdom come your will be done but church it follows worship to jump to that so quickly sometimes but it starts with holy is your name 
Oh, if you have an hour, spend 45 minutes just saying, holy are you, Jesus. Because you will move so much that when you have another 15 minutes, kingdom of heaven shows up. with the angels, just uh, the anthem of heaven, the cherubims, the seraphims, the anthem that surrounds the throne of God for all of eternity, we know says, holy, 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 just say it, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, holy is the Lord God Almighty, holy, holy. Worthy is your name. Oh, worthy is your 
I feel the weariness. I, I feel the I, I just I feel it, man. But I also feel just I see a I see just waves as if you're sitting at the ocean and you just <laughs> if you try to sit right where the water hits and the waves break, and I don't care how strong you are, it's the smallest waves will push you back. And I see God's waves breaking over you. He's breaking over. You don't even have to go deep. I'm telling you, you can sit in a couple inches of water where that water laps up on you and it will push you back. And some of you, that's all you feel good going in is a couple inches. And I hear the Lord saying, that's all you need is a couple inches. I'll meet you there. And so Lord, I thank you for your mercy. I thank you for your comfort. Holy Spirit, this is your moment. Holy Spirit, this is your moment. Come comfort. I pray supernatural comfort over your hearts. friends last night I'd been told an analogy once that really stuck with me it said sometimes there's things really large in our life that we have to uproot and the gentleman had said sometimes it's like a redwood in your life you gotta dig it out get the root there's just huge things happen a long time and after that's gone sprouts can come up and it's so easy though to think that there's another redwood when really you just need to grab them and pull them out. This is a word to receive, but this is also a word of grace. Because it's easy with people that have hurt us to look at them and, and think they've been healed when they really have. But then they make a mistake and you say, oh, I knew it. And at times, it's just sprouts that God needs to say, let's just pull that up. And so this is both a, great, a word of grace for you to extend, but for also for you to receive. I don't know who that's for. I feel actually there is a, a required extension of grace from some of you. And God is saying it's time to extend that grace where you've been withholding grace. And that will only happen in worship. It's only when you get into that place where you become so like him, you can begin to move like him. 
in his presence. At any point, you don't have to stop worshiping when I talk. But you certainly are allowed to just fill with whatever the Spirit leads you. In Romans chapter 11, it says, Oh, the depth, Romans 11:33. Oh, the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who has known the mind of the Lord? Or who has become his counselor? Who has first given to him? And shall it be repaid to him? For of him and through him and to him are all things. To him be the glory forever and ever. There's an offering. There's, a, there's an invitation into the, the depths of his riches. The depths. Uh, the, we could never fully understand it, but there's an invitation into it. But it goes on in the next chapter and says, Therefore... It's following that thought. Therefore, that you would present your bodies as a living sacrifice. This is where I want to get this morning. I believe that when we come in worship, we have the opportunity constantly. Every moment we step into worship, we have an opportunity to present our body as a living sacrifice. What does that mean? To present your body as a living sacrifice. To present your body in worship. Yes, it's spiritual. We all get that. But it's also, it's emotional. Some of you have been taught, don't get emotional. <laughs> you can't present your body without your emotions. It's intellectual. It's physical. I need you to hear this present our body to the Lord, there are four elements that are required. It is spiritual. It is emotional. It is intellectual. And it is physical. And we often want to step into worship and just say, I, I'm worshiping the Lord. I know you can't see it. And, and, but you see, there's a response in worship. Yours looks different than mine. Some of you, some of you may be like me. It's, it's in worship. It may be more of a sacrifice to sit silently. I, I can talk to Jesus all day. Sometimes it's more of a sacrifice when he says, John, be silent. For many of you, it may be when he, he says, I want to... Understand, God is also, you understand, He's an emotional God. <laughs> he is an emotional God. I believe He cries with you. I believe He laughs with you. I believe He celebrates, He has joy with you. I, 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 just as a good father, I believe He is emotional. He has feelings. And I want us to begin to be intentional about laying our body on the altar in worship. Some of you have gotten comfortable with just letting your spirit connect with the Lord in the atmosphere of worship. That's wonderful. But he also wants to connect with your emotions. He wants to connect with your mind. He wants to renew it. Do you know it's okay to ask God questions in worship? <laughs> start getting in his presence and you start having questions, ask him. 
I find sometimes he opens the door for just me to just say, God, I, I don't understand this. And sometimes he'll teach me and sometimes he won't. But then there's also a, a physical response, church. You understand the Bible specifies that in worship that there is kneeling, there is clapping, there is raising your hands, there is singing, there is songs, there is hymns, there is crying, there is laughing, there is laying before the Lord, there is speaking in tongues, there is dancing, there is standing. These are all physical responses in worship that are in your Bible. isn't so interested in, in all the time about he's, he, he's not so he doesn't he doesn't need our praise he need he, what he longs for is praisers and worshipers what he longs for is worshipers before me. Even right now, I feel that again. Bring your burdens to Him. Bring your burdens to Him. What is it? Bring it to Him right now. And His burdens light. He says, come to me, all ye weary ones, and I will give you light. I will give you rest. Come. Come. Not come. Come to Him right now. Weary ones, come to Him. He, he was the one that said, come. There has to be a coming. Even in the spirit, Lord, I come before you. I am tired. I am worn out. And let his rest. I see a waterfall just washing over. Washing over. Those of you that are weary in your marriage, in the room now. 
You see, this is what happens when he inhabits your praise. Anxiety, discouragement. There's only so much room. There's only so much capacity within you. And when he fills you, everything else has to get pushed out. kingdom of priests. <laughs> you are a kingdom of priests. Just as when God spoke to Moses and he was building a tabernacle for worship and he gave really specific instructions how to set it up, I still believe there are specific kingdom realities that God responds to. It's no longer a tent. It's no longer a building. You are the tabernacle of worship. <laughs> and he is moved by you. I feel that. He is moved by you. Some of you feel like he is bothered by you. I'm going to say it again. He is moved by you. I'm going to say it again. He is not bothered by you. He is not irritated by you. He is moved with compassion. And every time that your Bible says, and Jesus was moved with compassion, a miracle followed. And I hear him saying, I'm moved by you. I'm moved by you. I'm moved by you. I'm moved by you. Just for a few more minutes. Just, I, I, we're running out of our, our time for the service, but lift your worship for just a few more minutes. He's being moved. And in response, move, let him move you. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Joy of the Lord be your strength. Joy of the Lord be your strength. 
joy of the Lord be your strength. Oh, I felt praise. I just felt praise enter the room. somebody next to you and just release the garment of praise over them. Release the garment of praise over them. Jesus, thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you for this season of worship that we are entering into God in this house that will live on for eternity. Season of worship. so, so good. <laughs> Lucas said it in offering. And I'm going to say it again. Don't go home without getting what you came for. Yeah. If you don't feel like you've got it yet, don't leave. I, I feel the Lord just an invitation from the Lord. But I also feel something we're going to do here at the end, and I'm going to, um, we're going to transition because I know we could stay here and all week long doing this. <laughs> and so I, I'm going to change gear slightly. There's a song I've been listening to all week that um, when I woke up this morning and I had a disturbing dream, just a really disturbing dream I had and I, I needed to get into the presence of the Lord I'd already been listening to this song all week and I figure in the Christmas season it's going to be a, a powerful song to end with so Micah um, thank you. you thank you Lord bless Micah thank you this is an interactive moment. This is not a listen to the song and check out, but I want you to crank this up, and I want us to just enjoy this moment with the Lord before we go home. Turn it up, guys. Hallelujah, salvation and I want to feel the music. Honor and power to the Lord. I don't feel it yet. I want to feel the music. For the Lord our God is mighty, the Lord our God is omnipotent, the Lord our God, He is wonderful. We say hallelujah, hallelujah, salvation Thank you. 
You've been listening to the Gate Charlotte's podcast. Consider subscribing so you don't miss a message or sending this to someone who might need encouragement today.
Thanks for joining us.